irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Hoose Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Midnight Storm, what a career and what a horse he was. Uh, graded stakes winner on the dirt and turf. Call Travis White, 859-885-3345. Midnight Storm baby should be hitting the ground relatively soon, Michelle Yu, and we're excited about it. So thank you to Travis and to Taylor Made for sponsoring the Horse Ownership Experience. We are back. It's Tuesday, November 13th, 2018. I'm Billy Koch. Founder, managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Michelle Yu is who knows where she is. She's in a different place every week. Where are you today, Michelle? Actually, we're at the Great Wolf Lodge. Great Wolf. Do they have great wolves there? Um, They've got some wacky cartoon wolves. It's, it's an indoor hotel water park. Wow. I mean, sounds like Olivia must be just in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it was a little surprise trip for her and my, uh, my niece to get to come. So they're... Mm-hmm hanging out in the pool right now and riding some water slides. Uh, Billy, just, I want to back up real quick. Did, was the race call that they just had on midnight storm? He beat accelerate. No. Oh, uh, yes. 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 He beat oh. accelerate in the native diver. I want to say that Del Mar. Fun. Yeah. You know, we so pretty much twice that Billy's horses have yes. beat accelerate in races. <laughs> yeah. Westbrook beat accelerate in arrogate and, uh, <laughs> Storm beat Accelerate as well. But uh, Coaster Did you breed anything to him? Did I what? Did you breed anything to Midnight Storm? I know you guys don't like really keep mares. Yeah, we don't really do that. I think we do have one mare. Um, and I know we have some friends that, you know, we helped out get into Midnight Storm. So we've been mm-hmm. doing everything we can to support uh, our stallion, which is very important these days. If you do ever right. lucky enough to get a stallion, you need to support him. So. Uh, but, Michelle, before we get into our race recap, we have a cool show today because Kurt Rossner is going to join us. He's the co-founder of the Old Smoke Clothing Company that has kind of risen on the scene here in horse racing. And you can in horse racing, and you can give him some grief for, uh, you know. Yeah, hooking up Brittany Erton and not hooking up, up me. Ertin. Yeah, we're going to we're going to talk to him about that. So he's going to he's going to we're going to call him in about 10 minutes. But uh, where do you want to start, Michelle? Because we have we had a bunch of stakes races over the weekend, an opening weekend at Del Mar. We had an inquiry we had a, 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 a you know, we had a three horse field. I don't know what's going on out here. Well, let's I want to start just with the sad news because then we can move on from it. Um, okay. Anyone that follows racing knows that this week at Churchill Downs, there was a an incident where a horse broke down. And unfortunately, the exercise rider died in the incident. Um, he worked for, for Kenny McPeak for a really long time. He's got a family. I know they're doing a um, GoFundMe type situation to try and help out and raise some money because he had really wanted to bring his family here. And obviously, it's a freak accident. You know, it wasn't something that is ever 
planned or, or yes. intentional. And I mean, things happen and it was just bad that it caused someone's life. You know, we see a lot of accidents um, in races, but it does happen in the morning sometimes too. And terrible, terrible situation. Uh, His name is very... o- Odanis Acuna, mm-hmm. if I'm saying that right. Or Kenny McPeak. That's his name. Yep. Uh, and very like Kenny said, I mean, Kenny's been in the business a long time. He's got a lot of horses. They're all over the world. Plus, he's got his training center that he, you know, trains horses at, too. And he said this is the first time he's ever had an exercise rider die. It's very few and far between we see it happen. Obviously, great, but that that's it's a terrible, yeah. terrible situation when we lose someone from our racing family. Sad day. Sad day for everybody involved. We hate hearing stories about that. And, you know, Michelle, I think it's probably uh, on us to wish anybody who's been affected by the fires in Northern and Southern mm-hmm. California, all our best. And uh, if there's anything we can do to uh, to help out here at the Horse Ownership Experience, we're, we're happy to help. So contact us, tweet us at Own a Horse or at uh, BKLRF or at the Michelle U to let us know what's going on with you and, and how we can help our, our prayers for all the people who lost their houses and had to be evacuated. I mean, it's scary, Michelle. You and I have been involved in fires mm-hmm. and it's at all. Well, like Billy, we play in a fantasy football league where I did beat you two weeks ago. And yeah. uh, I was talking to our commissioner and you had told me he had to be evacuated. And he sent me a picture of standing in his backyard and the fire was like 50 feet from his backyard. Yeah, uh, Joe I, Rosen. I could not even imagine like packing up your house and being like, well, shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, we got it. What do we really need? You just take the essentials. We've evacuated right. before, and it's been like, hey, you know, take your family pictures that aren't digital, right? And uh, and you get out. Just make sure your family's safe. So yeah, Joe Rosen. Right. Uh, Joe Rosen's one of our biggest owners with Little Red Feather, and and it was very scary for him. And we hope everybody's okay. It seems like it's died down a little bit, but then I heard some rumors that it picked back up. There were some. There was, so it was thirty five percent contained, and then this morning a new fire started. Um, Crazy. it was rolling this morning at about eight. My brother is actually a firefighter. Um, oh, I so didn't know. he, yeah, he's, he has not been deployed. They're on standby. Um, but you know, we, we obviously keep a very close eye on it. And so another fire springing up is definitely not good. I mean, it was almost to a hundred thousand acres, the, the largest fire that we're talking about. And, you know, like Harris Arbach was evacuated and we've had yep. him and his mom, Madeline on our show. And, it's very scary situations. I know a lot of people went and helped out trying to move horses around because uh, tons of farms burned down. Uh, Malibu winery burned down pretty much to the ground and it's just in smolders. And I got to say the one, there's two really cool photos. I use cool as a loose term. Right. One is two alpacas tied to a lifeguard stand lying down on the beach. Yeah, I, saw that I thought that was awesome. And then someone had posted a photo uh, feed time of all the horses standing on Pismo Beach, and there's like a hundred horses yeah. standing there just behind a wall, and everyone's getting fed. It, it's it's a very cool picture because all the horses are, you know, there's no right. panic going on. They're all it's, just being good. I mean, you're using cool in the world that's just kind of a neat picture, but it's yeah. a somber, it's surreal, sombering and surreal. I know what you're saying, Michelle, and I agree. It's 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 too bad that. Uh, Mother Nature just is uh, is very tough on us lately, and especially I mean the Thousand Oaks area with the shooting. I don't I don't even need to go there. This is you know what I, this is not a show for for that kind of stuff. We just are like I said, our our thoughts and prayers are with any family that was affected in the wakes of these tragedies. So just needed to be said. <clears throat> Where do you want to go, Michelle? We got about uh, three or four minutes before we get a call from Kurt Rossner. 
Well, let's take recap, but we can start with the Catherine Crosby because it would it would have been a great day for trainer Anamia. She's only sent out less than 10 horses and she's been killing it without having won a race yet. And she wins her first race as a stakes race and gets DQ'd. But the horse that gets put up is like a great story in itself because it's yeah. a Canadian bred. It's won eight in a row now. Um, had she's never won, tried grass yeah. before. I think she's won like 18 of 25 races in her life. Her name's Escape Clause, and she was the horse, the filly that was moved up. Or the, and, uh, and excellent. She was a huge uh, price. Yes, Excellent Sunset was the horse that was DQ'd. I believe they paid a lot of money for her. I think it was uh, Bing Bush's crew, Abadonza Racing, who mm-hmm. was Excellent Sunset. And I thought both fillies ran excellent races. I think the DQ, personally, you and I talk about this all the time. It's it's very difficult with our stewards to know whether or not they're going to take a horse down. In this case, to be honest with you, I, I saw a case for both Um I, I did. I saw. I I, I kind of saw how they could make the decision to take the horse down, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been shocked if they left the horse up. I thought this was a very tough call, and and under the circumstances, it's uh, unfortunate for Anamia. But congrats. Philly on their hands, obviously. Um, we saw an interesting race. I think it was yesterday. Chasing yesterday won the Desi Arnaz in a three-horse field. Michelle, three-horse field. I did not watch it. I, I have to honestly say I followed the news, but I didn't watch the stakes this weekend because I had out-of-country visitors, and I was taking them all around. To <laughs> well, she was impressive, impressive as a horse can be in a three-horse field. and one Those rather- are tough races, though, when it's a small field because then yeah. you know, no- so many things can go awry. Yeah, yeah. Well, she didn't have any trouble. She was kept three wide the whole way, won fairly easily at about three to five, and she'll move on to the starlet for Bob Baffert. Uh, risky proposition. Won the Let It Ride for Bill Spar. I mean, huge price times, there. How many times does Bill Spar claim a horse and then win a stake? I mean, is he the best? Right. Would you consider him one? Of, I mean, he's got to be one of the best at that. Well, he did right? a really good job at it. Really, yeah. really good job, especially with that filly because she had been. It's I a mean, cult, it's a horse. A colt. Well, he had yeah. been like running okay. Yeah, said he was a real tough horse to handle, and they mm. kind of figured it out and. Got a nice pace scenario, and, and congratulations to their connections. We also had Spice Perfection uh, winning the Benny Grable for uh, our friend Brian, Brian Corner, and, and who's red hot right now, uh, I'm, winning everything at the Elmar. I handicapped that race and looked at it, and I was thinking, I liked Love a Honey Badger in there. And, Why? That really couldn't get seven-eighths? Come on, Michelle. Well, I, I, was, I, I went like five deep on my pick four, and I was like, do I use Spice Perfection or not? And I decided not to. Um, and I obviously made the wrong choice. I used the other Brian Corner instead. So we, you know, you are generally a very smart and a very good handicapper. That was yeah, not. Yeah, it was not a good, not a good day there. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I believe Kurt Rostner's on. Kurt, are you on? Oh, he's not on. Well, we usually have technical difficulties anyway. Um, at least there's no rooster this week. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, we got a lot of comments on your roosters last week. Did we? Yes. We did. I'm sorry. I know the last couple of weeks have been hectic, and I've been ahead well, in case. Ross, I hello. usually do so much better at this show. You're about to have a baby, too. Oh, here oh, he is. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Roster, co-founder, Old Smoke Clothing Company. Welcome to the Horse Ownership Experience. Thanks so much for having me on. How you guys doing? Well, Michelle at an indoor water park nine months pregnant, and uh, I'm sitting looking over the beautiful Del Mar Ocean. So compared to most people in California, we're doing really well right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds nice. And uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers with everybody on the West Coast, man. It's crazy. 
Yeah, you don't. Where, where is first? Before we get into, where are you located, Kurt? Saratoga Springs, New York. Well, nice. We've heard, we've heard of that place, and we're going to get into. We're going to talk about Old Smoke clothing, and we're going to talk about Saratoga versus Del Mar. And you and Michelle can just bash me for the next half hour. Um, <laughs> listen, this 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 little company of yours is starting to gain some traction here in horse racing. Michelle and I usually have owners on. We're called the Horse Ownership Experience. But we 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 we've seen you guys. You and we ran into you at Equestricon. Tell us a little bit about how this company started, and and give us the story of Sar- of you in Saratoga. Yeah, so we are um, uh, my partner and I, huge horse racing fans. We actually um, played baseball together in college, right outside of Saratoga, and the idea started way back then, probably you know fifteen years ago or so, and it really comes from. Um, the idea of going to the track and not having high quality brand associated with horse racing. It seems to exist for every other sport. We saw the opportunity and the need based on really going back to those years after college, we would all get together with our buddies and everybody would leave with the same, with the same feedback, which is why can't I buy a nice high quality shirt that shows that I'm a horse racing fan and uh, as the years have gone on, we kind of said, you know what, instead of looking for this, why don't we make it? And that's how it got started. Um, the idea came 15 years ago. We started about six months ago with, uh, with Old Smoke Clothing. What, what did you do for why the Old Smoke? 14? Wait, wait, wait. Before, what did you do for the last 14 years before you started six months ago? Grow so, cotton to make their own cotton for their shirts. <laughs> That's right. We've been chipping away at it. No, you know, uh, it, the idea came way back then, and then life, and life happens, right? So I went into a sales career. My partner um, had a, a long career at Special Olympics, and um, my partner married kids, and, you know, life kind of happened, and, and it, years have gone by, and we said, That's it. We got it. We've, now or never, so let's do this. And uh, we've been having a blast with it. It's been great. And what's uh, all right, Michelle? You asked, "What is why old smoke? Where where does the name come from? What does that have to do with anything that re- relates to horse racing?" Yes, so the name kind of demonstrates the idea, and the idea is we're history buffs. We love the traditions and a lot, so many untold stories within horse racing. And maybe it comes from from living in Saratoga, and it's kind of a way of life here. But we wanted the ability for the name to do two things. We wanted it to represent where we're from as well as demonstrate what the brand is all about, which is uh, a little bit of thought provoking storytelling and uh, you know, then just a little past your regular symbols of horse racing. So old smoke is the founding father of the Saratoga racetrack is John Morrissey. He founded ah. the track in eight. He founded the track in 1863 and is without a doubt the greatest character you could ever read about. Um, You guys ever see the movie uh, Gangs in New York with Leonardo DiCaprio? Of course. I did not. I know of it. Those gangs is the, uh, they're called the Dead Rabbits. And John Morrissey was a part of this gang, works his way to upstate New York, ends up founding the track and, um, his career goes on and becomes a senator and a congressman. Just one of the greatest characters you could ever read about. And his nickname was Old Smoke. There we go. Okay. So That's a completely to... different direction than I just guessed <laughs> from seeing you guys at Equestricon. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. it had something to do with, like, tobacco and Kentucky. 
So no. there's a lot of there's a lot of those questions that we get, but that's kind of our idea and our little niche to our brand is something that's a little oh now I get it now I want to be the one to be able to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our graphics are around that. So Kurt, w- tell tell us a little bit. Uh, my question is, you know, your friends were all at Saratoga. Why can't we get a T-shirt? Blah blah blah. But what? Why do you think horse racing has been behind the times with this kind of stuff? And and where do you think we we can go? I, you know, I I think it's a great question. And so the first part, I don't really know why it's been behind the times, other than uh, there's a little gap in history that even if I relate it to Saratoga, you know, in the seventies in and eighties and early nineties, it was really, you know, hurting a little bit. And it's, it started to pick back up again. You know, there's a lot of, you know, America's best racing and, you know, trying to get this younger generation involved um, in horse racing, which is great. And we're trying to add on to that, right? Like we, we fit into that category. We are those fans and we want to be able to represent that as well. And it just, we, we saw the opportunity. We saw the lack of a brand. I mean, again, I'm, we're big baseball guys. We're, we play baseball in college, and I can get any kind of baseball product or brand, you know, anywhere, right? We're pretty close to Cooperstown here as well. And we just saw the need. We saw the niche for ourselves and thought, well, you know, we're asking for it. Our, our friends are asking for it. Why don't we just go and, and make it? So what so, kind of graphics are you using on your shirts? What's your most popular um you know, what, and what, what angle do you use when you want to put something out in front? So that's a great question. And lucky for us. And I think what's telling is that the, our best selling selling shirt by probably 50% is our actual logo and our brand. And I think what that tells us is that there is horse racing is a very niche close community and, Ever since we started this, we've noticed that it really resonates with us and, uh, our, and, our, and our customers, and they're, they're gravitating towards the brand. They're gravitating mm-hmm. towards the logo. Um, but aside from that, what we've tried to do is not be so Saratoga-based and really try to appeal to all horse racing fans. So where our hearts are in Saratoga and all the stories and traditions that we're really close to are, but it goes far beyond Saratoga, obviously, and Every track has their own, their own, you know, histories and traditions. For example, one of our best sellers is is the, uh, the we did a graphic on the weather vane at uh, Pimlico, which mm-hmm. is painted a different color every year for the Preakness winter. And it, you know, there's just so many people that that see this stuff and they're not really aware of the backstories. And um, a great a great idea to that is uh, at Saratoga. There's a canoe that's in the in the little pond. Yeah, the Traverse Canoe. Most yeah, most people don't even know it's there. Locals don't even know it's there. And it's just a great story to, to tell to horse racing fans and have them start to really connect. So now does your with, graphic, if you're doing the canoe, do you have it like painted? Or do you just do like a white on a color so it's just like symbolic? Another great question. So what we've done is we painted it the original color. So the story goes back um, before 1962, it was always a light blue color, which is what we've kept um, because it goes back even you know even further in history. But from 1962 forward, they've painted it the colors of the Traverse Canoe. Right. So our idea moving forward has been you know to a big part of our business already in just a short time has turned into custom work. Yeah. So when when they when 
we reach out to the to the syndicates or the farm or you know who's ever interested in you know if you win the Travers we'd like to make that next shirt for you and it's going to be for that particular year and it'll be custom and you know be somewhat exclusive. I mean because I so, feel like that would just look so cool right so you know this year when Catholic boy wins you buy your old smoke shirt and the canoe is maroon and gold and you call it a day and then if people know racing they know why it's maroon and gold but you know it doesn't just it's not like a t-shirt that just says catholic boy when the travers or you know we have those cheesy shirts you, we give away that do. are like standing a derby and they like say all the winners on the back but like this is so much cooler right that's that, what we think too but here's the problem michelle is is okay so you go into that let's uh, let's use that as an example so you make the catholic boy colors uh, Travers canoe t-shirt and then who knows about them? How do we get them, Kurt? Um, you know, what is the, what's the marketing behind it? Would you get help from the owners or the tracks? I think there's a lot of, yeah. yeah. How many could you sell of those? I'm just being honest. Yeah. And that's, uh, so we, we kind of see the business twofold, right? So we see old smoke clothing being its own separate thing where we're selling t-shirts and they're in gift shops and, and they're, you know, um, appealing to all horse racing fans. And then the other side of the business is custom where, you know, um, it is that Catholic boy idea, you know, they won the Travers, but there's so many stories like this that could go much further. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it starts to become a limited edition idea where, you know, you, you like when we, there's Travers posters all over Saratoga. And again, being a huge fan, I try to collect the Travers posters going back to as far as I've been there and experienced it. So you may be that fan that now sees the story and understands that it's, it's, it's next level. It's a little more thought provoking. So when you're walking around with the 2020 Travers winner in 2025, you know, people are recognizing it. Right. I I think the idea and the concept is great. And, and believe, listen, we are, we're obviously fans. In fact, my wife is listening to the show right now and just sent me the picture of your call to post t-shirt, which is very cool. Uh, the bugler tee, I guess you call it. Um, so there's all these different, uh, um, and and people could just, I assume they just go to your website and order. Yes. Right now we are, we're strictly online at oldsmokecoling.com. Um, the hope is someday to have a spot on Broadway, right in Saratoga. That's kind of, uh, that's the, the, the next level of the dream. But for now, yes, yeah, strictly online. Well, you, you can't just be at Saratoga well, you I, have on the West I think coast. The, the best thing though, is that the feel of them, because like, I think a lot of times when you go to the, the gift shops and I will say Sanita does an exceptional job with their line. Katie Abbott has stepped in and like really helped out the quality of clothing, but like, you know, like, especially last year, I took all these VIP groups when I was working for bed America, we went to 12 or 15 different racetracks and every gift shop sucked. Their products were not witty or charming. The t-shirts were $35. The material was stiff. They just didn't feel high quality. Um, and your guys stuff feels, I mean, it's so soft and it's like Billy, it's like your shirts. No, I I know. I live pretty much in Billy's stuff. I, I hear what's happening and my, my brain and Michelle, everything you're saying is why Kurt is trying to start this business mm-hmm. because I, I was at Aqueduct uh, the other day and I mean, their gift shop is with all due respect, horrific. So, I mean, right. I'm, why can't old smoke t-shirts be in all these gift shops or, or in the future? Is that part of the plan? It is part of the plan and it is, well, the wheels are, in motion significantly and um we've talked to 
uh, I would say, you know, the top 10 tracks we've had discussions with already, and, and it's really resonating with them. And it's just a matter of that, that idea there, right, which is we wanted to be of the highest quality product with the highest quality customer service. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's based on what we have been looking for ourselves, right? We're, we, right. we don't so want to buy the shirt. what's your price that, point on a shirt? So our price point right now is $32 on a shirt, but it is the best quality that you can get. Everything is either tri-blend and it, it's not going to be that shirt that shrinks up after the first wash and you'll never wear it again. It's, it's very high quality stuff. You can tell as soon as you touch it that it's different than the stuff that you normally mm-hmm. see. And we pride ourselves on that, right? So, and that, that again comes from the need. Every track that we've seen is just like you said, it's, we buy one shirt and it's going to, It'll say either Saratoga Racetrack or Santa Anita. There, there hasn't been like that next level to just a little more thought to it and a little history behind it mm-hmm. and appealing to all horse racing fans. Right. I feel like I feel like I'm in Shark Tank what? right now, and I'm one of the. I think the other the other <laughs> one. Like, I I feel the other, like the I'm other Shark. Company that was trying to be cool like that was on the was Vintage. Never vintage. Heard of no, but what I'm saying is, Michelle, here's the thing. There's Please, a reason. But it was a submission. Wait. There, Michelle, you're cutting in and out. Hold on one second. There's there's a reason that this hasn't worked, right? This is not, look, we're making horse racing t-shirts here. So the reason it hasn't worked so far is because there's not an audience for it. And mm-hmm. I think what Kurt is trying to do and his team at Old Smoke is to create this audience by selling uh, you know, high, high quality, high, high quality clever. And, and clever and interesting. Mm-hmm. And my question is how, you know, ju- it's the same as horse ownership. So it's, it, how, how are we bringing new people into the game? And I think one of the re- ways to do this is fashion, right? Is this, and I, I, I imagine that that's the meetings that you have, Kurt, with your, with your other partners is okay. Who's going to buy these shirts, right? Cause there's probably not going to be 70 and 80 year olds buying these shirts. You want young people wearing these shirts. No question that our target our target fits in that you know that twenty to forty five year range for sure, but I think uh you know listening to your show, I mean you had Robin on a couple of weeks ago, and um you know big friend big friend of our brand, and you had asked him the same question, and he said you know there's there's part of if I'm part of l r f that's my team, right, whether it's the New York Yankees or it's little red feather racing, I want to be out there representing my team. Sure. And with the number of partners that you have, they they want that T-shirt to wear that shows that they're part of the team. But I think the reality is that they do want a high-quality shirt that they're going to wear over and over again versus, you know, one that's just going to kind of shrink up and it's, yeah. it's going to be something that gets, you know, stuck in the closet. And um, that is that's, that's significant feedback that we've received is, you know, I, I, I want it. I just want it to be really good, high-quality stuff. And for us, this was really a test to see if the brand would resonate. And from here, it's going to be a whole wealth of products moving forward that hopefully people will start to, you know, recognize with the brand and the quality and then the product, more products will come. Right. Well, and I hope you weren't insinuating that our stuff is not high quality because Michelle Billy said- has the best stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that was I just live in like, if you see me outside of work, I live pretty much in little red feather gear. And my husband doesn't train for them. We don't own anything with them. But that's like I'm like a walking little red feather billboard. <laughs> and we and we have heard that, which is, which is outstanding, right? That, and and you continue to wear it. Hey, Kurt. Oh, yeah. 
on another subject, uh, you had this history. You obviously are a big racing fan. Why haven't Why you? Why aren't ever you an owner? To... Yes, exactly. Thank you, Michelle, for finishing my sentence. Why aren't you an owner? So I am an owner. Oh, I just oh. Ha- I have I happen to be with West Point, oh. and that is yeah, <laughs> that is oh. a proximity thing, right? So. You know, I get to see the horse. He's like, I live right down the street from Terry and Debbie. That's why. <laughs> you know what? We're kidding. We're, we are West Point fans. We've had him on the show. We're very good friends with Terry, obviously. So, yeah. So do you own a, a bunch of horses? One horse? What, what's the deal? I have I have a piece of four right now. Uh, that, Which that, horse that do you own? Give us, give us your ownership experience. So my ownership experience is new. This is, uh, this is year one for me. And... Um, so far, it has been a thrill to see a horse run, even though you've got a small percentage of it. I can't even describe the, the feeling when the, when the gates open, how awesome that is. And uh, just, just in my first race, which was back in um, late July, as, as a part owner, um, I could tell you that I'm, I'm in it for life. There's no way that I can't have that, that rush. So it has been uh, it's phenomenal for us. Are you, are you guys, have you spent time in Saratoga? I have. I've sp- I've lived there whole summers. I worked for Steve Asmussen. I've been there tons. Michelle's a big okay. Saratoga homer. I think Saratoga yeah. is the place for summer. Billy thinks it's all about Delmar. <laughs> I love when oh, you I heard Delmar fall. Do I talk like that? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I love Del Mar. I would never say anything bad about it. Billy, we had a blast when I was there with you for fashion business. That's right. You remember? I we, do. We, we had a great time. Okay, uh, but so, there's Kurt, nothing. so wait a second. Hold on. So you've spent most of your time in Saratoga. I mean, you're basically your company is based on His Saratoga. His company history. is Saratoga. Okay. But you spent a weekend in Del Mar. Can you talk a little bit about the pros and cons of each place? Yes. I can. I've I've done this many times back home because a lot of my a lot of my friends have not made it to Del Mar yet. There's nothing like Saratoga, and that's not just a Homer talking. There's the, the feel and the Victorian homes, and to to do pros and cons. What you have at Del Mar that I love is the setup with the paddock. Mm-hmm. That's I, it. I love having the paddock. I love ha- I love having the bars. Well, Saratoga, the Saratoga's paddock. paddock is really vast, and you can't see all the horses, and they're really right. far away from you, especially when they're in the saddling stalls. So you get a okay. lot more up close action at Del Mar. Okay, good yes, to know. Yes, you do. And the way that you're you kind of you know you get the bars set up where you're overlooking the paddock. That's cool. But Saratoga, the ability to walk over to Ciro's afterwards, walk to the horseshoe. You know, you're you're in an unbelievable Victorian historical town. And everything's walkable. I don't, I've never seen that anywhere else. So that's, to me, the, the big issues. I mean, as far as towns, I mean, Del Mar is one of my favorite towns in the, in the country. Right. Do they, have a, do, they have a, do they have a beautiful beach uh, on the Pacific Ocean and have 78-degree weather every day? Uh, you got better that. Because you can go out to the lake and, like, enjoy it. You can't oh. even park in Del Mar to get to the beach. How many – let me ask you a question. How many times did it rain this summer at Saratoga? Well, it didn't rain much, but I'll give you this. It, it is snowing today, and you <laughs> talked about looking over. So what do you mean you it didn't rain Well, I told you Del Mar Fall is like the best me ever. But just to be fair, at Del Mar this week, it was unmanageably hot. It was disgusting. It was so hot. So hot. It was like 81. That's not hot. It was like 96 right, let's get every back day. On track. Let's get back on track. Kurt, 
Kurt Rossner is joining the Horse and Horse Experience. He's the co-founder of the Old Smoke Clothing Company. Kurt, um, you know. When are you making baby clothes? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, that's the number one feedback we get. Because <laughs> you can never buy cute kid stuff or baby stuff. I mean, the kid stuff that every racetrack sells is like future donkey. And it's like a cartoon. Like there's no cool stuff for like the cool kids. I will tell you, we are working on it now. Okay. Uh, Mike baby can be a prototype or a model. She's pretty cute. (laughs) (laughs) Your new baby or Olivia? No, Olivia. I don't know what my new baby looks like. He might be ugly. I don't know. No, he can't be ugly, Michelle. It's impossible. That is not true. Olivia was really ugly when she was born. She looked like an (laughs) alien. Kurt, as you can see, Michelle is now taking this over completely. <laughs> here's the thing. Listen, yeah, it, it resonates, here's, right? All right here's, here's the last question for you, because uh, we've taken up a lot of your time and, and we're running out of time. But here's the last question. Michelle was very upset when she heard Brittany Erton received um, Old Smoke Clothing Company T-shirts and maybe there's some kind of deal on the, on the works. What's happening there? So I caught that. As the show started, I, I, I heard I was in a little trouble there. Michelle, did you not get your shirts? No, I never got a shirt. I even came by your booth at EquestraCon. Yeah. Where was Brittany? <laughs> they're, they're, they're on the way. Yeah. Uh, Brittany, <laughs> Brittany is, is a good friend of the brand, and um, there will be more to come uh, with her. And, um, yeah, so that's, well, that obviously, should be good stuff. Listen, we, we wish you the best of luck. We're fans of you guys. We Any, any new company that comes up that's trying to – kind of market horse racing is is important to us and uh we we know your stuff is great you mentioned robin he is probably your biggest fan um michelle will need a couple different sizes if they come soon because she's not <laughs> right now. Uh, well, listen we appreciate it and just give the website or give a phone number again so if anybody's listening they can contact you guys uh and get some really cool historic very high quality t-shirts Yes, much appreciated. Oldsmokeclothing.com is where you can find us, or you can uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at, at oldsmokeclothing. Uh, same with Facebook and Twitter. And uh, I really, really appreciate you guys having me on. Wait, I Love do have show. one final question. Sorry to backtrack a little, but uh, what is your favorite horse that you are an owner of? Uh, so, uh, painter by numbers. Keep an eye on this horse. Painter okay. by numbers. Keep is an, he by painter? Keep an eye on this. Yes. Just yes. kidding. All right, wait. I want to know. You're such a historian. Who's your favorite racehorse? Uh, historically? Y- yes. Funny side, no doubt. Really? Gutsy like, Gelding? Oh, yeah. Really? Well, the is, New York bred. The New York it's, bred Gutsy Gelding with the whole with the bus and the Sacatoga stable? Billy, I feel like you yeah, should make that. a shirt now that says Gutsy Gelding for yourself to wear. <laughs> that could be your nickname, like how we call Phil the Magician. You could be the Gutsy Gelding. <laughs> I like that. Funny, funny side is just too close to home. But I think my the best horse I ever saw, I think, was Big Brown. Really? Wow. Look at you. I mean, I you are. Brown. Wow. Wait till I so- tell Michelle Nevin that. She's going to be very excited. Well, anyway, Kirk, thank you for joining us today. Enjoyed it. And, and we wish you all the success in the world with Old Smoke. And we will make sure we tweet this out and, and link you and, and do the same for the horse ownership experience. We appreciate it. We know you're a fan of the show and we appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Thanks again, guys. Take care. Thank you. Kurt Rossner, co-founder of Old Smoke Clothing Company. Michelle, I still, I'm still bummed. I, I think, uh, I think, the, you know, Brittany's getting preferential treatment. Well, know you that. know, I guess if you're on NBC, that's what happens.
Yeah. She's also not old, pregnant, and washed up. Well, I'm going to take out the washed up stuff, Missy, because we're not going <laughs> to okay. be insecure on this show. Uh, <laughs> and you were wearing an unbelievable fascinator on one of the coverages that I saw. Oh, yeah. That was a Christine Moore. The orange one? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That was Christine Moore and... Uh, can on you Saturday for Breeders' Cup. Can you? Can you? I know. Listen, we don't talk about fashion a lot, but um, and I'm not a very fashionable guy. I'm extremely plain and boring. But um, and we're talking about t-shirts. So what? What? What is the fascination with fascinators? Like, I think they're with all due respect. I think they're funny looking. Well, I think for us that do TV, they're pre- they're preferable because they don't cover your face. So. You know, like when you go to the Derby and you can wear like a massive hat as a guest, when you're on air, you can't because it covers your face. It obstructs your vision. If you're doing interviews, it might be on the wrong side. So like being able to utilize a fascinator fascinator still gives you, you know, that cool, I'm wearing a hat and it's something special vibe, but you're able to perch it sideways or move it or you can go small or, you know, you can use just the the focal piece that would have been on a massive hat. So I think for talent anyways, it's it's something that's really great because it's a lot more versatile than wearing just a big Southern Bell hat. Also, if it's windy or rainy or, you know, there's so many different things that can blow a big hat around. So it is really just kind of easier to use, maintain and, and, and wear all day. You know, a big hat can be really heavy and cumbersome. I understand that. I, I you know. I, that was you, you. My wife is listening to the show behind me right now and says, you know, that was really a wealth of knowledge. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, tell us what's kind of coming up this week. Anything special before we uh, wrap things up? I literally could not tell you. I have not. I'm, I'm going to be at Del Mar this weekend on Saturday. OK, I'm rehosting Daybreak at Del Mar this Fabulous. weekend and next weekend um, before I go on complete hiatus because I am just a you know few weeks away, less than three weeks away from due date do we have a name that you guys can announce or no not no name yet we have we have a short list you do can we hear it or no sure um james liam spencer william and william william come on seriously you gotta name him i mean i mean little willie hansen no see if you say that ryan will say no he doesn't like nicknames Uh he doesn't want something to be called willie what about william William. William Hansen is a cool name. I want to. <laughs> I, I just kind of glanced at the racing forum. I saw um, a really uh, a, a nice story that uh, Point Piper was was claimed uh, ten thousand dollars on Monday, and will be retired. Oh uh, yeah, who claimed him to retire? Was, we were in that race. Cool. Yeah. Um, also, and there's a story that's brewing, and I don't have enough information about it. Michelle, do you know anything about this um, story about the horses that were all auctioned off over the weekend? No, I. I so I did see, and I know Jenny Earhart was involved in rescuing a few of them. Yes, and but, we yeah we helped her with that, and mm-hmm. and we did the best can. Maybe we can can we research that and and report back to everybody yes. next week. Okay, yes. we're gonna do that. We're gonna get try to get a really cool uh, guest for next week. But I thought Kurt Rossner was great today. Yeah, I'm glad that he was an owner too. So you didn't completely go against my rules. Right, and then so we have one more show next week, and then you may be on hiatus after that. Is that correct? Yes, just because that's uh you know getting close to full time i have to nest 
you have to nest. Well, listen, we appreciate everybody who contributes to the horse ownership experience, especially our partners with Santa at Santa Anita and Del Mar and, and especially uh, Taylor made and my boy, Travis white. I know they're hard working right now back at the sale. We didn't really talk much about the sales. I know, you know, well, I was actually surprised at some of the prices, some of these wheelings were going for a lot of times I try and get some short yearlings or, you know, just at least look to try and get something that I can afford that we can spend the time on and turn out and end up being nice. And, especially some of these first crop horses were going for a ton. I was hoping to get like a, not this time, a little cheap and they were going for a bunch and the run happies were really well um, received and pretty, pretty strong overall. I think maybe, just from watching from outside, which I didn't do a ton of inside research. Maybe we should get, um, I know you want to do owners, but maybe we could have uh, one of our, uh, one of our good friends at Taylor made come on and talk a little bit about, all these sales that are happening, whether it's, you know, uh, racing, broodmares, weanlings, sure. that might be an interesting thing. Maybe we'll try to work yeah. on that. Next Especially couple weeks. because next year we're going to be having sales at Santa Anita. That's a great idea. Let's, let's make that happen for now, Michelle, you, you stay, stay safe and stay, stay, uh, out of trouble in the indoor. I do my best. I do my best. And I promise I'll be much more prepared next week. And, I'll send Ryan to pick up Olivia so I can actually, you know, return to doing my job correctly. You, you're the best. No matter what you do, everybody loves Michelle you, and that should be a name of a TV show. So <laughs> got that going on. Congratulations again to uh, all the winners from last week. And, and thank you very much for listening to the Horse Ownership Experience. We do this for free. We do it for fun. We do we, it We do it, we do it for you. On horse ownership, so uh, we appreciate all those all those of you who are out there listening live on LA Talk Radio, and also who download the show on iTunes or Stitcher or any of those crazy places that I don't even understand how they work. So, uh, Michelle, love you. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye, guys. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.